Hello, everybody. Hi. Welcome back. It is a lovely Thursday, and we are here with Sienna from her podcast, It's Not That Deep. And <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy to be here. This Hi. is Happy to Interrupt. Yes. So thank you, Sienna, for coming back on the show. Oh God, of course. It was mm-hmm. so fun the last time we did it. Like, yeah. I loved going to your place. Like, it was it was so amazing to just have that kind of discussion. Yeah, it yeah. was really awesome. We got yeah. into a lot of interesting topics. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. We talked about the submarine. No, and- that was so <laughs> crazy. Like, yeah. today we're just going to be, like, recapping some pop culture stuff that yeah. has happened somewhere recently. I love recently. talking about pop culture. Me too. Yeah. Today we got some really good topics. So firstly, we're going to talk about, you might know who Matt Reif is. Yeah, if you guys don't know who Matt Reif mm-hmm. is, allow us to give you a little synopsis. All right? <laughs> so he is this comedian. To me, he looks a little bit like the grown version of Kevin McAllister. Or the from, handsome Squidward. Yeah, or <laughs> <laughs> like Kevin McAllister if he was an adult and he also like morphed with handsome Squidward. Yeah. And he's, and Matt Reif is a comedian um, and he he's become very popular. You know, I've noticed that comedy has become really like front and center in pop culture lately. Like mm-hmm. you have like so many comedians just coming up and because of like the small clips that we get from TikTok and mm-hmm. Reels or whatever, people comedians are starting to become way more mainstream than I they see were. so much stand-up comedy just yeah. on like my feed, my yeah. TikTok, my Instagram. And, like, I started watching this one comedian called Josh Johnson. Have you uh-huh. heard of him? I don't think so. I think I maybe have seen his face, but I don't know. Yeah, he's yet. just, like, he's this great comedian. He became popular, like, mm-hmm. off of, like, those little clips. And yeah. that's what Matt Reif kind of did. Like, yeah. he does a lot of crowd work, so yeah. he became really popular off of that. Mm-hmm. But more so, like, the fact that he had a mostly female audience yeah. was, like, another reason why. And he he is, like... <laughs> societally speaking or like beauty standard wise like a very good looking guy yeah i'll admit yeah like handsome squidward he is handsome <laughs> yeah. i'm not gonna That's admit why that they that call him handsome yeah that squidward. he wasn't fine his cheekbones his jawline is like angelina jolie mm-hmm. but like like he reminds me of a male angelina jolie jolie for real and he i feel like a lot of the clips I see of him doing comedy is just crowd work. Like, I don't really see him making his own jokes. Yeah. I mean, that is him making his own jokes, but at the same time, I feel like he's more equipped to, like, you know... Interact with the crowd. Interact with your That's why I don't think he was a good selection to do a Netflix special Mm -hmm. for. I don't think that, because I think the Netflix specials, like, you have, like, the geniuses, like, Dave Chappelle, like... Who are have, good at, like, yeah. writing sets and, like, full-length yeah. comedy things. Yeah, exactly. It feels like Netflix was kind of riding on the train of, like, his popularity online. Yeah. And just being like, okay, like, Netflix, like, why don't you talk about bringing back all those shows you <laughs> yeah. canceled before you yeah. finally decide to listen and to And I feel like Netflix writers... They are looking too much to like TikTok and social media yeah. for inspiration for dialogue for their shows. Mm. Like in uh, Ginny and Georgia, for example. Oh that, my God. <laughs> that show. They, that show is something else. They think that, like, when you listen to the dialogue, it's so corny and they think this is how we interact. Mm-hmm. Like, they think that we wake up and send videos to each other with a dog filter on, being like, Good morning, <laughs> happy Sunday. Like, oh how are my you? God. Like, oh my, they sent a text to the whole school group chat. Like, <laughs> like the what? whole school would have a group chat. It just doesn't yeah. make sense. And so I think that's what that's also kind of relates to the Matt Rife situation because they mm-hmm. were like, Oh, he's so popular with 
12-year-olds on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> he must have a great comedy special. Mm -hmm. Like, but it just didn't shape up to be that way. Yeah, like, basically, in the special, the first joke that he ever opens up with is a joke about domestic abuse yeah. and domestic violence. Like, he's making fun of, like, this waitress who had yeah. a black eye mm -hmm. saying, like, oh, um... Like, if she could cook, then she wouldn't be in the kitchen, like, something like yeah. that. And it's a joke that you would find on, like, a Reddit post from 2013. Mm -hmm. It's not, um, it's it's not even, like, a good joke, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. It's so, like, outdated and just, like, you would only laugh at that if you were from the 1950s, yeah. you know? And, or, like, a like a nine-year-old boy yeah <laughs> like literally this this is middle school humor guys and and not even that it's like here's the thing with comedy I feel like like comedy comedy is such an amazing like tool in society it comedians are granted impunity over like so many issues that's you know what I mean? actually so true yeah like yeah. they can talk about uh really con uh controversial things mm -hmm. and no one can really say anything about it because it's comedy and it's an art form mm -hmm. and they and in doing that they can point out uh, you know make commentary about society and point out certain inconsistencies and whatever so it's definitely a beautiful art form so when you use it to like um, make a joke that lacks taste and mm -hmm. is just straight up not funny I don't think anyone laughed at that I think the only people who laughed at that were like the fake plants that they put like in the yeah. ground <laughs> like they're ha, ha, ha. no not yeah. even the plants the plants took an inhale they're like yeah <gasps> yeah. yeah but <laughs> i feel like that joke was so much worse considering he does have a mostly female yeah. audience but it seems like now he's like he's trying to like mm -hmm. He sees that as like a weakness, having yeah. his audience be mostly female. Exactly. And I say that because he went on another podcast mm -hmm. talking about like it was something about like, you know, making fun of like a woman's body and mm -hmm. like, you know, yeah. saying like, oh, I wouldn't have sex with a woman if she was like this. Yeah. Basically just like saying fuck you to like his yeah. whole audience that got him famous. Yeah. Just to make these like jokes that you know, as Sienna said, only nine-year-olds would really laugh. Yeah. And it's just so, like, he, uh, I heard him say on a podcast, too, that he wants his comedy specials to feel like a hangout with the bros. I heard that. <laughs> like, I was what? like, what? And that's so insulting, because yeah. if that's what he thinks that guys yeah. are going to laugh at, he thinks y'all are dumb yeah. as shit. He thinks y'all exactly. are dumb as bricks. And I'm sure the bros would love to have that many women yeah. <laughs> there, you know, whenever they hang out. Mm -hmm. But, like, I'm, like, he just needs to accept that the people who are liking his comedy specials are, like, um, you know, minor girls on mm -hmm. TikTok. They're either young girls yeah. or they're, like, older women. Like, he's pretty, cougars. like, probably, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. pretty liberal, I guess. And it's fine, like... Um, this kind of reminds me of, like, the Doja Cat, like, situation. Because, yeah. you know, her goal in, like, um, you know, kind of making all this, like, controversial mm -hmm. stuff was to, like, break away from mm -hmm. her, the yeah. audience who, like, wouldn't support her. Yeah. I feel like what's different in this is he's trying to, like, hate on, like, a whole yeah. other group. He, he's such a hater, bro. He's, yeah. He's, he, yeah. 
But whereas Doja Cat, like, I feel like her actions of, like, first she, like, shaved her head, mm-hmm. and then, like, she started, you know, wearing, like, different makeup and, like, different outfits, mm-hmm. like, to these um, events and stuff. I feel like for a woman to do that, it's, like, women in music are expected to look, like, a certain way, mm-hmm. especially rappers, like, female yeah. rappers. Yeah, yeah. And to kind of break that mold, she's, like, getting rid of everybody who, like, just wanted to keep her in, like, one form. Yeah, yeah. And I told, I think that's, like, a valid take. And, like, I, I obviously have different uh, opinions of Doja Cat just because she, I mean, I, there's nothing wrong with her shaving her head or showing her, like, I feel like I, I love when artists break away from the mold, and I, I love when they do that. Mm. I just don't agree with the recent symbolism that she's been using in her music videos. Oh, like the devil Yeah, kind of I just feel symbolism. like um, it, it's so funny when they're, when artists, like, Lil Nas X and like Doja Cat, they'll like put these symbols of like devils, and then they'll yeah. be like, "You guys get like Christians, you guys get so easily offended. Like people who like you, you guys mm. are just so sensitive. I'm like, well, you specifically sought out to offend them, and then got mad when they were offended. I think that's you know, and and I don't feel like they would do that necessarily to any other like religion, like mm. offend them to that degree. That's just my opinion on it. But I total like I love hearing about other people's opinions on it. I don't. I don't dislike that people still listen to their music, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like That's yeah. a really interesting take. Like yeah. I guess just like celebrities have kind of used religion as like yeah. a prop tool like yeah. for like musical music mm-hmm. artists like yeah. you see symbolism like biblical symbolism all the time. Like yeah. Kendrick uses, you know, like Jesus as like a yeah. symbol in his music like Ooh. a lot. Yeah. And it's just like is like that because we're like living in a country that's so like dominated by like christian yeah. like beliefs and christian ideals sure. like is that public domain for people just mm. to like use that as yeah. an influence in their music yeah even if it isn't it's like an interesting discussion yeah it's that's actually really interesting like i hadn't thought of that like this idea of what is considered like public domain in yeah. popular culture and what is what everyone is allowed to use like I think that's definitely a conversation that we need to start having on social media rather than just bashing each other 24 7 right yeah Yeah. I think those conversations are so important yeah definitely and another topic I wanted to get into Mm -hmm. is we're gonna talk about this interview that Mr. Simone Biles Yeah, this, okay, <laughs> this interview is crazy. Did you actually watch it? I didn't watch the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I watched, like, the 10-minute, like, version, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, clip of it. But, basically, um, Simone Biles' husband, and let me actually get his name, because that, it, that is going to be important to this story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's see. Because we, oh my god, we're Googling his Jonathan name Jonathan right Owen. Yeah, this was the whole point of yeah, the interview, the for whole, him to be like... Yeah. Okay, so let's explain the situation. Mm-hmm. So Jonathan Owen, Simone Biles' husband, and her went on a podcast for mm-hmm. an interview. And basically, he was saying that he's the catch <laughs> and that he gave Simone Biles a chance. He was like, this man was actually like, I didn't even, I didn't know who Simone Biles was. He knew who she was. After she won Come the Olympics. On. 
Come on. Are you serious? We just had to Google his name right now, guys. Like We were just literally looking it up, even though Simone Biles actually has an interview where she's like, um, you know, one day people are going to be calling me Jonathan Owens' wife, mm -hmm. and they're not going to be calling him Simone Biles' husband. And, and I was like, that is just, you know, Simone, you're such a beautiful soul. <laughs> we love you're you so, so much. You're so, like, hopeful for yeah, that, you're that he so could sweet and ever supersede your legacy. Yeah. yeah, I don't think she understands her. I think she actually does understand, but yeah. for the sake of her husband, she's, like, kind of holding back a little bit. And I think um, that he finds it emasculating. I don't know if that's the word. Like, mm. it, em like to be um, so not really known. yeah he's like he can't accept that his wife is just like more accomplished yeah. than him he just doesn't like yeah he yeah. just can't accept it he's like um i think that he feels like threatened kind mm -hmm. of by her success and threatened by the fact that she's way bigger than him and and just the fact that anyone would say i am the catch in this relationship like mm -hmm. when you're a married couple you need to think both of y'all are the catch exactly yeah. like what are you going here adopting strays <laughs> yeah, like are you exactly. doing charity yeah like, like, what is the catch like right what does that even what mean? sport do you even play like, it's just like dating like today is so much about like comparing and oh my gosh like, i love that you brought that because <laughs> so it's really a big deal like yeah. everyone's comparing like oh you're like you're a seven and you're with a 10 like all this like <gasps> Dude, rating stuff wait, that's so, so toxic. real like everyone always wants i don't know how to explain it it's like it in dating culture today, like you said, mm. there's always some kind of, there needs to be like some kind of, um, you know, if she, if she doesn't have this quality and this quality, if she mm. doesn't have, you know, uh, certain physical features, if she doesn't have certain, like, you know, whatever. And then it's the same thing, like girls kind of do that to guys, but not to the same degree where they're, you know. I think a yeah. lot of it now is about like the expectation for like a man to pay for yeah. everything that's like yeah. kind of starting to be more challenged. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely starting to be more challenged. What are your views on that, by the way? Ooh, are you out of your No, no, no. It's actually not that like controversial, mm -hmm. but I mean, I still believe that um, like a man should kind of be able to provide more yeah. for a woman in like in a relationship mm -hmm. because I'm just looking at like how much more to lose that a woman has mm -hmm. like look at how society like treats women who mm -hmm. like get left by their husbands yeah. versus men who like lead their wives mm -hmm. it's always the mom who's blamed yeah like she's being told oh you should have chosen better yeah. oh you're like you know you shouldn't have trusted him and the yeah. guy it's never really like he's never blamed in the same way and think about how guys at the grocery store with their little kids are looked at versus how a woman is looked at when she's with her baby mm -hmm. in somewhere public like oh uh, uh dad is taking care of his baby like what a hero like mm -hmm. he's he's taking um his kid out to the playground to um you know all these places wow like he's such a man and yeah then, <laughs> and then women when it's it's when they're like taking their kid out and doing things with them, it's like, oh, it's just her obligation. Mm -hmm. It's nothing special. Yeah, it's know? just like, along with having a job and like having yeah. her own life, being expected to like socialize, yeah. because that's what you gotta do. Like a woman's worth is so like, 
heavily tied to how she looks that it's like okay if she has to raise kids she also has to find a way to like be beautiful for like society to put worth in her so true i i agree with your standpoint and here's the thing like (laughs) we're about to get we're about to get canceled but (laughs) we're going (laughs) we're letting loose here's the thing guys like Mm -hmm. um with guys paying it's meant to show it's historically been meant to assert the guy's role as like the provider as Mm -hmm. like the partner who is like um you know like the guy's like the head and the woman's like the neck like that type thing like it's supposed to assert his role as like he's providing for you know all of this stuff and you know and the woman is usually in in that kind of relationship the Mm -hmm. woman is kind of the one that maybe makes less or is like the homemaker in the relationship but the thing is like if you don't want that to be the dynamic of your relationship if if you really want both partners to be equal i don't think you can ever be equal because you're not doing the same things in a relationship Mm -hmm. but if you want um but if you if you don't want that if you don't want the if you don't want to have a man who's a provider and you find it to be like um degrading to you yeah then then you don't have to do that then you don't have to um ask the man to pay you don't have like we're not saying that that needs to be the situation for everyone Mm -hmm. just in our lives and and what we observe in society we think that it is right for like a guy to to provide that support for a woman and um so yeah if if you view your that that's the cool thing about like the day and age we live today like it doesn't have to be one type of way all the way through Mm -hmm. and it's like you know if if that's not you then it's not you but um and then also i think in in high school um when both of y'all aren't making oh you should not expect like yeah exactly exactly some people um are like yeah like my my man should pay for everything when we're in like when we're like sixteen. <laughs> like, huh? Like you if you both are not making your own money, then you then that does this does not apply to you. We're talking right. about adults. Right. Like we're talking about Like people use who, your yeah. own perspective for things. If yeah. you are broke, like you should not be going on dates if you cannot yeah, like exactly. if the type of person you want to be is someone who can is able to like pay for someone's yeah. dinner or you want to like be able to give gifts yeah then don't put yourself in a situation where you can't act in the way that so you want true. to you know yeah if you're broke and you only want to go on a date with a guy so he can pay for a meal like you just need to reevaluate a little bit yeah. you know <laughs> we just need to like we support you girl like we yeah. but, like you know you need to it's just the way you was wolfing down those 48 <laughs> oysters while he was talking about his trauma for me <laughs> So, it's the way you were asking for like the truffle oil. When yeah, he, when he it's was, the way you was asking for thirds while he was telling you about his daddy issues for me. It's the way he was telling you about his passion, <laughs> his love for his family, and you were like, uh, "Can I please order?" Yeah, like, you know. Um. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like the Simone Bow situation, like it's always sad to see like a you know a successful woman yeah. like want to make herself smaller yeah. because that's what she thinks she's already pretty <laughs> yeah she's, she's already tiny she's like already how much smaller <laughs> can she get but yeah basically like i just thought he had so much audacity <laughs> to so be saying audacity. all that so much audacity. yeah it's just so disrespectful and like not even policing simone bows because like she was she was working, girl. Working. She was working from like you know her adolescence to her like teenage years. Yeah. She's probably like, I want a break. 
I want to be able to relax. I don't want to be in the spotlight. Yeah. But that doesn't need to be at yeah. the expense of, like, yeah. you know, your own, like, respect. Yeah. And I, I think another important thing to note here is that she wanted to defend her man. Like, after mm -hmm. all of this came out, she came out on social media and she's like, that's my man. Like, you know, like the Gypsy Rose. <laughs> like, I'm living my best life. I'm like, yeah. The D is fire. <laughs> and she was like... And, and she she felt the need to defend her man, and people were mad about it. People mm -hmm. were like, oh, you're just going to defend him? And and to that I say, like, you know what? I'm not too mad at her for being, like, for, for not siding with the Internet. Yeah, because <laughs> we know how they be. Yeah, because even in these situations, she she's not going to – guys, what do you expect her to do? Do you expect her to be like – yeah, you guys are right. I don't like my husband. Why is he saying all this stuff? Like, mm -hmm. they, they literally live together, dude. Like, yeah. of course she's going to defend him. It's literally a conversation <laughs> they could have. Like, yeah. she doesn't need to take any of this to the Internet. Yeah, exactly. So what do you think? Should we leave her alone? Should we leave his, him alone? Um... I don't know about him, but yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely her. her. Definitely, we're gonna we love leave you, her Simone. Alone. Yeah. Um, your husband, I forgot his name by now. But <laughs> we've been Jonathan. 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 <laughs> we 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 think he's great. He's mm -hmm. definitely, um, you know, like in the world of catches, I don't feel like he's like the best fish. You can. <laughs> I feel like. Whoa. No, 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 like, Wait, let's I'm make a football. Like in the world of catches, he's not a running back. <laughs> exactly. I he's think not, that was a yeah. good one for that. He's he's uh, on a like <laughs> in football player quality. He'd be like a like like a kicker. Like, <laughs> like a, we like, don't know football. We don't know football. We. Um. <laughs> but speaking of like social media trends, have you noticed any like interesting ones or like maybe yeah. harmful ones lately? Um, what? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was just thinking about what we just said. Okay. Uh, any harmful social media trends right now? Hmm. Nothing as harmful as the Tide Pod Challenge <laughs> a while yeah, back. Yeah, that but, was. Uh, not, uh, I think like emotionally harmful, but not physically harmful. I'm seeing mm. like. Um, Oh, what do you think about, like, girl math, girl dinner? Oh, this is so interesting because yeah. I was actually just, like, watching a video about, like, girl dinner and, mm -hmm. like, this idea. It's kind of like I think we're going through, like, an era where, like, women kind of, like, we want to escape from the responsibilities yeah. of, like, being a woman yeah. and, like, go back to girlhood. Yeah. And, like, specifically teenagehood. Mm -hmm. You know, we're both, like, teenagers right now. Like, how does that feel seeing, like, you know, grown, like, adult woman kind of, like, wanting to revert, like, back to kind of those, like, adolescence, like, behaviors? Yeah, it's definitely, um, it's telling about how we feel as girls growing up. I'm getting scared. I'm like, yeah. what? You want to be me? Yeah. You want to go back to being, yeah, like, exactly. 17? Like, I see so many 20-something-year-olds on the internet being like, I just want to be 17 and free again. And, yeah. And you know what? This is my hot take on this, okay? Because I, I said this on It's Not That Deep, too. Like, uh, sometimes we might romanticize the past a little bit when things aren't, aren't good Period. for us right now. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll be like, Gosh, <laughs> sometimes I'll be like, I miss 2016. <laughs> I was like 10. Like, <laughs> what did I miss? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> and like I was talking to 
that about my, I was talking to my mom about that and I was like, you know, I, I really miss like, you know, 2016, like the music, like being so young. And she's like, what do you remember about 2016? <laughs> was that like when Pitbull, like, <laughs> yeah. and I, I feel like, like, like Kesha, like yeah. TikTok, exactly. Clock, and to be earlier. honest, I was like kind of miserable. I was like a 10 year old. I was like, um, you know, you're just starting to get into politics. It's the year that, mm -hmm. you know, Trump got elected. And, and one of my friends, uh, I think he was like, from Peru or something, and this is so off topic, but he said, he said, he was, like, when Trump got elected, he's like, he's like, I'm scared, like, they're t they told me that I'm gonna get, like, deported, and, he, like, to Mexico, I'm like, aren't you, like, Peruvian? <laughs> <laughs> so, I feel like, in 2016, all these, like, political, like, lies were being spread amongst, like, adolescents. I remember, yeah. like, when Trump got elected, I went home, and, like, my parents were obviously, like, distraught. And yeah. I remember I was, like, falling onto the floor. I was like, no! <laughs> <laughs> the night of the election, I decided to go to sleep and I would check in the morning. And I was like, and I was like praying. I'm like, you know, Hillary Clinton, please <laughs> save us. <laughs> and then I woke up and I saw Trump and I fell out of bed. I'm like, but I was like, no. But, I was like, but in my life, I, like I thought, what did I think was gonna happen to my life? Like nothing changed. Honestly. I know this is like your, the honesty, like. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We're in such a privileged position, but are, the yeah. election of Trump truly did not really <laughs> affect my life. Didn't affect my life. <laughs> and my dad, I was crying at the breakfast table. I was like, and and he's like, nothing is gonna change for your life. Like you're not an adult yet. Nothing is gonna change. We're still gonna have food on the table. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no. But what about like the racism? Like what if he sends us back? <laughs> like, <laughs> You were born here. Like, what do you mean? We were just making up yeah. like. <laughs> like why were so that was like my experience in 2016. I don't. I thinking back to it, I wouldn't go back to it because yeah. it's like well, I didn't it was know anything. It a messy year. Yeah. So sometimes we tend to romanticize the past and going back to the girlhood thing. I think that. I mean, I hate to be corny, but like enjoy the now, guys. Like live in the yeah. present. Go yeah. twenty-seven year old hood. Yeah, but what do you really feel about like the like the girl lunch, girl dinner? Like, do you think that we are making a mockery of ourselves? Oh, yeah, because I think there's two ways to do this. Some people use it as like almost an infantilization, mm -hmm. and it's kind of promoting like unhealthy eating habits mm -hmm. because some plates I see like they're really small <laughs> and like really restrictive yeah. like literally a cup of ice type yeah. of things but then other like girl dinners I see them I'm just like well yeah like that's just like yeah. you know something I would eat yeah. like a meat exactly. stick at like yeah. 2 a.m. <laughs> exactly. in the morning that sounds like a yummy meal to me I like how you perceive it as infantilization. I didn't think of that. Honestly. Oh, I think I perceive it as some infantilization because, mm -hmm. like, you know, when you're, like, a young... Like, the transition from, mm -hmm. like, 17 to 18, I think, is, like, really pronounced mm -hmm. because at 17, you still kind of feel, like, safe mm -hmm. from, like, uh, a little bit, like, safer from the male gaze. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't really... Um, you're, like, of the mindset of, like, oh, you know, like... I'm not, or, like, I'm not ready for, like, interacting with, like, men. 
in that way and like older men seeing me wow in like that way that's actually so (laughs) profound too like that's I wouldn't have thought of that I just thought of it as like girl won't like whatever like yeah well I feel like it's a return back to when you felt safe Mm -hmm. and when you felt like um you weren't being objectified like in Mm -hmm. that way all the time yeah and I definitely felt it like shifting from 17 to 18 when like older men would like hit on me Mm -hmm. and like I felt the same like fear from when I was 17 of like oh my gosh like this is so weird I'm literally like a child yeah and then I and then that happened later and I was like wait this isn't illegal because I'm now like an adult kind of like you have like a safety net or protection net and like yeah in your childhood in your girlhood and I mean obviously it's bad for anyone to cat call it bad for anyone to objectify but when you're younger than 18 it's like it gets uh forgiven less easily yeah and um and and what I perceive like girl dinner girl lunch to Mm -hmm. be is like like at first I was like okay it's just these like these little snacks like oh we girls like we like little snacks I like a little snack I like a little Mm -hmm. snack um, but then I realized like, <clears throat> we're calling it girl, like not like woman, even though the people yeah. making these videos are like over 18, like an adult. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where what you said comes into play. Like we, we're making all these trends like about girlhood and girl. Yes. So what's the difference between <clears throat> like girlhood and womanhood, really? Right. Because it's like if, if we as, um, if the women like right now, like on social media are making a big deal about mm-hmm. girlhood, then what what is so appealing about that word girl and and what falls under that category rather than just saying oh this is about womanhood it's like all the like cute little bows and outfits that's part mm-hmm. of like girlhood but what womanhood i feel like is less appealing that's so interesting yeah. like do we really have any like good examples or like mm-hmm. prominent examples of like women who kind of embrace their hobbies and like mm-hmm. embrace their like you know their feminism in the way that um that like young girls do Mm. like young girls it's okay for us to like you know like bands like boy bands like Mm -hmm. One Direction yeah it's okay for us to like get really really into Mm -hmm. like books like Twilight or like um you know Teen Wolf or like all these different (laughs) like series and stuff Mm -hmm. but when you're a woman you're just expected to like stop that raise children and like focus on getting a husband Mm -hmm. it does seem boring like it seems terrible yeah exactly and that's why everyone's trying to revert back to girlhood I feel like or retreat back because they're like womanhood it's about like you gotta be mature like oh once you hit that age is woman it's almost like being a woman like you have like an expiration date like yeah yeah, literally oh you hit that age you gotta have children now you gotta you know and you gotta and obviously I can't speak from firsthand experiences like I'm a 17 year old but mm-hmm. what I see from women around <clears> me it's like there's there's a lot more uh, societal pressure I think there's actually societal pressure on both ends from being a man and a woman I mm-hmm. don't think I could ever be like I feel like even though we've progressed so much as a, as a society I feel like men a lot of the time are expected to like you don't cry, you don't you, yeah. like, be a man. <clears throat> like, do you really see boyhood, like, being yeah, a what thing? what is boyhood, guys? Yeah, do you, uh, do you see that, like, becoming a trend? Or is it specifically, like, for women? I think guys are excited to get into manhood. That's why they don't try to revert back to boyhood. That's why they're not, mm. like, boy dinner, boy... <laughs> boy dinner. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a slab of meat. <laughs> boy dinner is like chicken nuggets and like ketchup. I once and an knew iPad. like the amount of guys bulking, like you know, yeah. when you enter high school, it's so surprising. Yeah, I knew a guy who was like. He said he ate like a whole package of ground beef <laughs> before sleeping. I'm like, why the heck would why you do would that? Why would you do that? Some people like to eat like raw steak, like raw. Seriously, like, he had to get like the protein in before yeah, exactly. uh, going to sleep. Like, I feel like we need to tell guys like it's okay to relish in your boyhood a little bit. You don't need to. I feel like guys, your guys are so excited to become men. Like from the age of like five, like yeah. I want to be like, even my, my brother right now, he's just, he's just a little kid. He's like eight years old and he's like, I want to like own this house. And he's like, I wanna. <laughs> I'm the man of the house. Like slow down. Yeah. And he's like, why am I picturing like shorts right now? <laughs> like, I feel like that's like represent like yeah. plaid shorts. That's him. That's him. Yeah, like, like that's boyhood right there. That's plaid shorts. Plaid shorts, some suspenders. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, my brother's boyhood is like he's obsessed with fountains, which that's cute. What do you mean? Like he loves to make fountains. He got a pump from Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) He got like a little. He filled up like a bucket of water and put it the pump in it and then it's just and he will watch it for like hours that's boyhood yeah that's, that's so boyhood cute. and then and when i know that when he gets older and when a lot of guys get older they're like they just want to be a man so badly like they just want to be like the strong uh what's his name like Dave goggins or whatever you know that <laughs> that motivational speaker guy who's like oh the, uh, he's like part of the military like they want to be they want to be like a man i'm like it's okay, guys. Like, you know, we don't need to rush yeah. into it. I feel like, you know, it's so interesting looking at, like, how, like, men are expected to grow up. And mm-hmm. it's very, like, or at least, like, the changing notions mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Because it's very much centric on, like, that motivation culture and, like, mm-hmm. that grind culture. Whereas with girls, it's kind of, like, softer. Like, it's yeah. more, like, manifestation and, like, yeah. you know, um, like building your network and like being independent yeah exactly that's something that like men could take from what we see on social media when it comes Mm -hmm. to productivity is like girls were being productive but we're being productive in like a natural like way yeah and you know what i was gonna ask your opinion on girl math because some people Mm. are saying (laughs) that what girls are what women are doing by promoting like girl math is is saying that we as women have bad financial habits Mm. and that we and reinforcing the stereotype that women are bad with money so are women bad with money (laughs) i think no because historically women in like marriages and Mm. like this is Com- very common in Japan, mm-hmm. like the housewives, they manage the, the household's finances. Oh, I didn't know that. Really but cool. so I actually, I really dislike the girl math mm-hmm. thing because. I just don't get it either. Yeah, I, I feel like it just gives into consumerism yeah. more. Because what is it saying? It's like, oh, like if you, I don't even know like an example for it, but. It, like um, people are saying like, um, I don't know how to explain it, like. You buy something for like seventy-five dollars, and and then return something else for like I don't know for mm. that amount of money. Well, you actually made money. Like that's like the the girl math when you didn't actually make anything. Like oh, you bought something and you returned something, so you actually made seventy-five. Oh yeah, but you didn't. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't make any money. Yeah. So 
that's like the whole girl math thing. I understand how it could be like a cute joke with friends, but when yeah. you take, I feel like it's being taken too seriously right now. Right. Peop yeah. It's like when people start to take those things seriously, like girl dinner, like yeah. people start to get really mad yeah. because they're like, what the heck is this? Like girl dinner yeah. is promoting so many like mm -hmm. harmful um, things. Yeah. But when you just look at it, like, it's a joke. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. girl math is kind of just, like, a humorous thing. Like, haha, like, you think you, yeah. like, made money when you didn't. Yeah. And it's just... But when my thing is, it's, like, we already have so many, like, consumerism, like, yeah. trends that <clears throat> it feels just like another section of that. Yeah. I mean, how do you feel, like, these... I mean, I I've been wanting to talk about, like, our school as well, and yeah. how we give into these <clears throat> I, these ideas of gender and tradition versus versus modernity, and like at our school. Mm -hmm. I mean, what do you think? What do you think it's like going to <laughs> going to this school? What do I think it's like? like? You know, <clears throat> yeah, um, going to like a predominantly white school yeah. is definitely you're gonna learn to like um, shield yourself in a yeah. lot of ways from like. Uh, microaggressions yeah. and like different things and it's actually crazy because I have this one experience where I feel like I become kind of desensitized mm -hmm. to a lot of stuff because either in the past I've been told oh you're too sensitive mm -hmm. or like oh you know like uh, you should respect like my beliefs even mm -hmm. if they're rooted in like racism yeah like I remember I was doing like a bake sale for my club, right? Mm -hmm. And we were right outside like a Whole Foods. And this guy comes up to us mm -hmm. and is like, I'm running to be the president of the United States. What? I'm like, <laughs> um, what? And like me and my other black friend, were, we were running the thing. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I'm going to be the president of the United States. And my vice president is from the KKK. And he's also going to assassinate me. What? So this crazy guy is just going on and on about his plans to be president. And he's talking about he got a bomb on the side of his hip. He got, like, a gerbil in his stomach from UCLA. From UCLA? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know. He's just talking crazy. So he finally leaves. Mm -hmm. And me and my, my black friend were like, wow, that was wild, like, that he came mm -hmm. up to us. Yeah. We didn't even realize it, but... My other white um, friend was there, and she was like, isn't it crazy how he went up to you, like two black teenagers, and was like, I'm affiliated with the KKK. That's whack. And we were like, yeah, that yeah. is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even realize it. Yeah, that's, oh my gosh. And, and the reason that I bring this up mm -hmm. in relation to the whole girl, girlhood thing is because I feel like these kind of themes of gender and race are treated treated a lot differently, like at the school and the environment mm -hmm. that we're in. And I'm so sorry that happened to you, by the way. I didn't. Yeah. I don't know what I would do if I someone was like, "Thank you, me. white yeah. ally." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like no, like I I just feel like here um, we have really one-sided conversations about things. Mm -hmm. I feel like we live we're in a very white liberal school. Yeah. Obviously. Um, we sometimes aren't open to the perspectives of other people or, mm. you know, we, it's, it's very like, um, uh, it feels sometimes that no one really wants to have uncomfortable conversations here because mm -hmm. we live in this city that's like, you know, very, you know, 
very white sheltered. savior. I don't know how yeah. to explain it. Like it's 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 like what just what you described. Like no one would expect you to have that kind of experience mm -hmm. in this city. But sometimes it happens and we need to talk about it. And my first instinct is to just laugh about things like this mm -hmm. because it's so uncomfortable to sit with the fact that like your closest friends could mm -hmm. be racist mm -hmm. and your closest peers could have like prejudices against you. Mm -hmm. I think I noticed this a lot in like classrooms. You mm -hmm. might too, like you look around, you're like one of, you know, a handful of POC in the room. Mm -hmm. And it's really discouraging mm -hmm. um, seeing that. And when, even when thinking about going to colleges, like I just know the um, list of colleges that I'm applying to is so much less mm -hmm. than like a non-POC because I have to factor in like, am I gonna be safe in this area? Mm -hmm. And am I going to feel represented? And am I going to feel supported mm -hmm. um, in this like space? So it's, just, it's definitely mm -hmm. like, we also have to think about how like our own self-perception as people of color, but also white people's perception mm -hmm. of us. Yeah, it's it's definitely, this school is like very dominated by the, like I said, like white liberal beliefs. Like mm -hmm. it's very, um, you know, I think that when I'm in a classroom sometimes, and I do think it actually matters to have um, other people who share your same experiences, mm -hmm. you know, um, maybe have the same or similar family structure. I feel like for me, um, it's hard for me to actually have more Indian friends because I mm. think that a lot of them are more connected with their, you know, the, the mother tongue, the, um, you know, culture. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm disconnected from my culture, but I'm mm -hmm. saying that I, uh, my, my parents grew up in America my grandparents were the ones who came from India. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, my mom was born in India, but she spent the majority of her life, vast majority of her life in America, and she was very, like, Americanized. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I, I don't really speak any of the languages as well. I'm not really, like, acquainted much with the culture as, you know, other people are. So, mm -hmm. like, when, I, when I'm trying to get along and relate to other people who are of Indian descent, they seem to be like very like interlocked with, you know, the the culture and the, the structure of how things are in India rather than being like a somewhat American family or and like, like having, mixed. Yeah. Like, hmm. Yeah. I feel like I have um, a lot of the values I have are American values and I'm obviously trying to learn more about, you know, where I'm from and stuff, but mm -hmm. I feel like um, it's definitely difficult and I think that would be the same case for um, anywhere that I went. Like, I it, I don't think it would, it's a problem specific to Santa Monica. Mm -hmm. um, I just think that that's been my experience. I, I think that if, maybe if I went to an area with more Indian people, I would meet, like, a variety of people who maybe were both, you know, had American and Indian values, and, you yeah. know, and, and I could get along with those people. But right now, I haven't really been able to find my people in terms of, like, that you know, the group of people I identify with in terms of culture because it's it's so different. Yeah, I can really relate to that. Mm -hmm. Like you know, being a black person growing mm -hmm. up in like a more suburban area, mm -hmm. obviously you're gonna have very like different experiences mm -hmm. versus like black people who grew up in like you know more inner city mm -hmm. like L.A. area. Yeah. So, it's like 
it's very much like you have to actively try to mm-hmm. make like um, POC friends who mm-hmm. are like of your own race, like at a predominantly white school yeah. like ours. Because if you don't make the effort, then you're going to feel so lost. Yeah. You know, like that's how I felt in middle school. Mm-hmm. I just felt so lost and like so different mm-hmm. from my friends. And it was even worse during like the Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. protests because I felt like they weren't being hit by this, mm. like these events as heavily as I was. Yeah. So I felt like I had no one to kind of turn to, mm-hmm. to talk about it. But yeah, that's definitely difficult when you feel like the only people that you might have to talk to are like people who wouldn't really understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you notice like any, um, you know, how do you think like this affects like, um, you know, students of color in the long run and in the future, like going to mm-hmm. predominantly white like institutions? Um, I think that how it would affect um, students of color and students, not just students of color, but maybe students um, who aren't, who don't really um, subscribe to like the white American, like tradi- like just the uh, average white American, rather, like maybe they're from, maybe they have a cultural background, like maybe they're Armenian, maybe mm-hmm. they're Russian, maybe they're like, you know, they just don't feel acquainted to the majority of our population that's white at this school. I think that could affect them in the long run because if, when you don't have that sanctuary and that community, especially for students of color, students of different ethnicities, mm. students of um, you know different gender identities, like when you don't have that sanctuary of um, understanding within your own school, then you go out in the world and you might not even understand yourself as well, and you might be like, there's not a lot of people like me. Right, so, you're yeah. like, oh shoot, like yeah. my experience is kind of, it's it's like we perceive how different we are, Yeah. but when you realize like tons of people go through the same exact like experience of like not fully knowing who they are, mm-hmm. like when they get out of high school or like college, mm-hmm. that's like, that's a journey that can only be made if, like, a, with a conscious decision yeah. to like do that for yourself. Yeah, exactly. So I think that when we're having that discussion of is it is diversity actually important? I think that finding commonalities and middle ground is super important. But of course, diversity is important as well. Mm-hmm. I think. This, this sounds like cliche, but in diversity, we could find our, like, our unity. Like, we could find, just because we have diversity doesn't mean we can't find things that we all have in Exactly. Yeah. And I totally agree with you. Yeah. I also wanted to talk about, just completely steer yeah. the topic, yeah. but the Jeffrey Epstein list. <laughs> yeah, let's, that let's release. This. I'm yeah. sorry, this is a 180, but y'all... We thought this was gonna like revolutionize yeah. like the industry. Mm. Everyone was gonna get exposed. Yeah. Come to find out, like not much has happened not to much these has happened. celebrities because it's being protected, and we all know that there are people who are paying to be off the list. Mm-hmm. There are pe- people who are like, you know, who who are never gonna um, say that they were on it. I mean, obviously, but like, you know, you're never gonna actually. I, find out who was on that list. It's not mm-hmm. getting released. It even had like a release date, like an album. Like, yeah, <laughs> bro, they were like dropping now, <laughs> pedophiles in the industry. And then silence. Yeah. It's like, um, it, like 
I forgot what artist, but some artists who said that they were gonna drop an album and then never did. Oh, but was it the must have been like Kanye? Or yeah, something like that. <laughs> but like, um, I just feel like <clears throat> I think that there's a lot more celebrities on that list than we can possibly perceive. Yeah, yeah. I think it's so crazy that like we only see what we're allowed like to see mm -hmm. as the public yeah and it just exposes like how much the industry is like run kind of like a mafia yeah. basically like for the film and like entertainment yeah. industry yeah there's a word ending in archy I don't, it's it's but i don't know what the word <laughs> is it's not hierarchy but it's like oligarchy it's, i don't know but it's like something about how like how the our entire world is run by like the small group of people. I think that is ol oligarchy. oligarchy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Let us that. know. <laughs> Let us know. But like, I feel like that's what we're living in. I feel like we're distracted by how the heck Stephen Hawking could make it on the island. <laughs> we need to focus on the real living people. <clears throat> I was talking to. This is actually really funny. Like we were talking to Miss Knight and um, Kara was there, and like mm -hmm. we like on the way back from a Model UN thing, and we were like. I think we we're talking about how it's like it's not all men who do it, and I was like, guys, Stephen Hawking cheated on his wife. He did. He did. How? How was that even possible? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he must have been really rich. He, I think he cheated on his wife with his nurse. Yeah, with his nurse. And I was like, I, I was actually thinking like, how did he even get there? Like, <laughs> how, did, how did bro? What was the relationship like? Bro, like. So I guess his wife was probably driving him there, took him into the doctor's office, have a good time. He had too good of a time. <laughs> and like, but the way that these TikTok voice filters are like so like hot, they're actually like. Which what? What are we talking about now? You know those like TikTok voiceover like um, mm. voices? Yeah. That like read the Reddit stories with like subway <gasps> servers. Do you think he, he could have raised so someone up with that voice? I'm glad that we are bringing this up. Okay, this is kind of different than the topic we're talking about uh -huh. now, guys. But you, when you hear about these stories, we, we hear a, about them a lot from social media. And yeah. it's okay to admit when your main source of news is social media. I don't right. think it, it shouldn't be, but it sometimes it is. I mean, uh, sometimes it can be good if you're looking at both sides and mm -hmm. you're allowing yourself to be like neutral and just learning from all different perspectives but for a lot of us social media is our main source of information and when we go on social media and we're scrolling through those yeah uh, those stories you're gonna the call me filter, out <laughs> guys that voice filter that reads these news stories i wish one day <laughs> one day I'll, I'll get a guy who sounds like the tiktok <laughs> the voice no, I'll do it like, like, specifically. Did you know? Yes. <laughs> no, it's always the one who, like, he sounds like um, he could, like, voice over, like, National Geographic. Yes. But, like, he's, like, the most British sounding. And it's, like, like subway surfers yeah. in the background or, like, like um, in 2016. Like, like, yes. In 20, I don't know. No, like, in the technology. <laughs> in 2016. Oh, we should start making ASMR. We should. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. TikTok boyfriend. <laughs> no, I I think it the voices are sexy, and I think I feel like Stephen Hawking could pull with like a TikTok if he had a Is TikTok that you voice. That no, no, no. I, I, I I'm just saying, like maybe he has a way with words, but he can't speak. He he types. 
Not with his hands, That's but true. like he, he he speaks through he, like he a type, robot. Yeah. But like, oh, okay, so I know what you're saying. You're saying like, what if he used a voice filter yeah. to raise up this nurse? Right. It's still not valid. Like this. No, no, it's like, not valid. Like, and I think that it's okay to, to hate on him now because it's not, because <laughs> we get to hate on him for cheating on his wife. Mm -hmm. And you know what I found crazy? Like some people were saying like, oh, I, I, I want this celebrity to be on the Epstein list because I don't like them. Oh, really? Yeah. I, heard, I saw and a TikTok were? that was like um, me hoping that my least favorite celebrity is on the list. Like, why Why are you hoping that someone is on this list? You know what they did, right? Like, but then people they... like Cameron Diaz are on the list. Really? Yeah. Oh. And she's like, I never saw like that part of the island. Like, what, girl, what do you mean? <laughs> You're like, oh, there must be, like, a field trip going on. You heard that. Uh, this is kind of dark. I'm sorry, but, like. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like, Disney would send, like, kids for, like, field trips. To and Jeffrey Epstein's that's, that's what I heard from the TikTok voice filter. <laughs> Can I look it up if it's real really quickly? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, Disney Epstein Island. I feel like this is just important to. Okay. Um. Wait, wait, wait. It's something about... Okay, okay. It says that there's flawed logic and false information, but it's... You know, you never know. Okay, so guys, maybe what I just said was false, but... <laughs> but listen, we love a if, humble queen. <laughs> if, if TikTok told me, it must be true, right? But listen, I, Cameron Diaz saying that I never saw that I part. I once heard on TikTok that there was a gay version of the Constitution... <laughs> Oh, yeah, me too. He told me about that. And I believe it. <laughs> Listen, Cameron Diaz saying that she didn't see that part of the island. Like, first of all, how big was the island for you to it's not, not that see big. that part? Like, girl, just turn around. Like, yeah. <laughs> there, you will see the part of the island that mm -hmm. you clearly missed. And this is why I think we, we need to end celebrity worship culture. Yeah, we can't. Because y'all will be caught lacking. Y'all yeah. be y'all Ariana stands. Yeah. Like, you're counting your... <laughs> You're really like counting Ariana your days Ariana. again because yeah. Yes Bro. and it's giving Zara. I'm <laughs> sorry. Oh my god, it's giving trashy party music. Yes. And and <laughs> yes. And no, but I feel like you guys really are out here worshiping celebrities like they're gods, like acting mm -hmm. like they can do no wrong. Yep. Like what if one day she popped up on the list? What yep. would you do? Mm -hmm. What would you do? And like, um, guys like Ariana Grande, Taylor Swift, they are not your gods. You know? No, for Kanye real. Kanye West is not your god. Taylor Swift, single-handedly, using so much carbon <laughs> true, to go true, see her boyfriend. True. Like, And you know what? I really like that joke, Chloe. <laughs> not, the, not the Barbie joke. I like that joke that he made about, like, we're, we're showing her, um, like, the only difference between the Oscars and the NFL is that we show less of Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, my God. That was a whole mess. That, you know, that I didn't think the joke was funny, but I thought it was true. Mm. And I think that, and it's not her fault that NFL shows are a lot. It's not yeah. her fault. But they, like, know how, they know they need to make money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, and like, yeah, they know they need to make money, and it's not her fault. But I think what is her fault is all the, the, the fact that she's literally a pollutant princess. Yeah. Like, <laughs> ooh, I kind of like yeah, that. Right? <laughs> Let's not put a ring on it. Like, and she's like, and she's out here like, like, what is going on? Yeah. Like, 
this with this whole private jet thing and then and then next thing you, you know she'll be on her social media like virtual signaling being like guys we need to all love each other yeah it's, like and, yeah girl you you don't love my lungs you don't love, <laughs> you don't love, my you don't lungs. love these planets and she and I, i'm not saying this to hate on her music i actually listened to some taylor mm-hmm. Swift stuff and, and i actually and i was a huge fan i'll be honest i'm uh it, my loyal loyalty quote unquote like my mm. the, the way that i used to like her and the way i actually like really loved her as an artist it's kind of like Every, it's getting old now, and it's really, yeah. you know, I feel like... You Same know, with, yeah. like, you know, like, a lot of celebrities yeah. are, like, coming off of their high horse, like yeah. Kylie Jenner yeah. and, like, Selena Gomez yeah. for, like, her whole, like, drama situation yeah. with, like, Justin Bieber, yeah. who's, like, her ex for, yeah, like, exactly. so many years. It's just, like, we're seeing them so much as people yeah. and, like, not these, like, godlike figures. Yeah. There's, like... These people are, like, these remind me of some kids from high school, like, yeah. the d- type of drama they'd be getting into. And at the end of the day, guys, your favorite celebrity is no different than you. Like, mm-hmm. you don't, you need to stop getting on your knees and being like, this, <laughs> this is my favorite celebrity. I love her. She's, mm-hmm. or she or he, like, you know, she, they can't do any wrong. They, they're literally, like, just the most amazing people. Like, yeah. what would they, like, I'm going to defend them even if they're cheating on their partner. I'm going to defend them, like, what? Like, you don't even know them. Like, imagine defending someone so, going so hard for someone who didn't, wouldn't care. Right. Like, <laughs> disappeared off the face of the planet. Like, you, like, the Arianators are out here in the comment section yeah. being like, guys, you didn't do anything wrong. Because like, at the end yeah. of the day, it's not really about them. Yeah. Like, the Ariana situation, as much as it was about Ariana and, like, you know, her, like, oh, how bad is she? She cheated on this mm-hmm. person. It was more like people just wanted to talk about, like, exactly. you know, people wanted to talk about, like, oh, that type of, like, like, in share their views on, like, infidelity or, like, whatever. So, like, at the end of the day, celebrities are kind of, like, since we don't know them, they're props for, like, conversation. They are props. Yeah. And to that, I appreciate, um, you know, sometimes that these celebrity dramas kind of bring up interesting conversations. Yeah, me too. Mm. I mean, I'm not happy for the drama, but I'm happy for... The I'm happy for the drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually happy. <laughs> I, I am happy for the drama. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to gossip less. Good for uh, you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm trying to be less of a hater. Mm-hmm. The other day I was... I failed that challenge. <laughs> <laughs> the other day I was like gossiping with my friend. I'm like, this feels wrong. Like I would never... Good for you. I was like, I would never want someone to say these things Good about me. And you know what? I'm I'm going on a gossip hiatus. Not with celebrities. <laughs> Celebrity. I'm talking about people who go to the school and people who, you know, I'm just going to try to be nice. I'm going to try to, you know what? Let's not talk about them. I might fail. Let's talk about the state of the world. Yeah. But, um, I feel like <laughs> about the, I feel like Will Smith's son. The political, yeah. economic God, state of the no, world. My friends are going to, this is going to be like us at lunch. They're, they're going to be like, so do you want to talk about like, you know, how this guy is like dating this Shh. girl? And I'm going to be like, guys, like, guys, can we just talk about guys, the political economic state of the world? Can we talk about Trump getting reelected? Like, <laughs> that's a whole different topic yeah, for whole like another topic. episode. Yeah. But, 
Yeah, on that note, thank you so much for coming, Sienna. Thank you, Isis. I had so much fun. I yeah. always have the best time on your podcast. Oh, I'm so, so glad. Yeah. It Thanks, was really, really guys. nice. Yeah. All right, bye. Bye-bye.